0: Welcome to the That Wisconsin Girl podcast, featuring award-winning broker and owner Mary Rooflet. In this show, you will discover that you have to give to gain in order to live your best life. Sitting in for Mary this week is Mary's childhood friend Aaron Barofka to talk about an exciting new educational opportunity in the Chippewa Valley. My name is Aaron Barofka, and I am I live in Bloomer, Wisconsin. I own a mattress company in Milwaukee and Chicago, and I had breast cancer at 34. That was a defining moment in my life for the future. I really started educating myself on why I could get breast cancer at the age of 34 when I had no family history and no reason to have breast cancer. So I had just really learned a lot after my surgeon um, asked me about contraception, and of course, I had been not really understanding that that was a problem. So he told me, you know, Aaron, don't take them. They're dangerous and teach your daughters about it. So I went and spent two years scientifically studying that because I wanted to know more and I wanted to understand why they were so dangerous. But that aside, you know, that's a piece of my life that's done. After that, I I really started thinking about education and educating women and educating children and wanting to be a better A better person and wanting to have a better life for my family and friends so I eventually ended up on an education board on a small parochial school locally and I came to an understanding that all the education that was going on in at least the state of Wisconsin and I assume the nation is very similar education so there's not a lot of plurality of education which started concerning me seeing as though the narrative was Seemingly the same words coming out of the same groups, and that meant we couldn't have un- different understandings. So I went to task and spent the last seven years studying what that looks like and even the small parochial schools have been affected by this situation because they're becoming accredited and these accreditations limit them as to what type of education they can have and the accreditation company, so to speak, uses the state standards. So at the end of the day, they're using the state standards so they're the same education as the public system in most cases so they're not really having a different type of thought. The teachers inside of the system are limited as well because they're not able to actually do their own curriculum. They have to choose what's been given to them and then pass that down to the students. My kids, my two older ones, had went to a parochial school. So there was old school teachers in the classroom. So they were doing quite well as far as reading, writing, and arithmetic. And at that point, it was still very much humanities-based. And there really was not a, a problem that I saw, except maybe they weren't getting... All of what I thought they were getting in terms of a faith life. So when I look at the situation, the older two were getting a lot of phonics, a lot of good math. They just were, they had gotten all that type of education. My third one came along and I didn't realize that the two teachers that had retired in those younger grades, now here we're sitting with new, fresh out of college, all these great new ideas, right? And my daughter, my third one, couldn't spell. And I was like, well, maybe she's just dumb and I really gave her like this kind of easy pass thinking she just really doesn't get it and I didn't realize how much they had dropped phonics well or picked up sight words and put it alongside of phonics so just at the young grades I was seeing there was some discrepancies then when she got my youngest one went to a different parochial school that didn't have the my my older two went to a public school my younger one went to a parochial school so the older two really didn't get any history. When the third one, the younger one, went to the parochial school, she got a really in-depth freshman year of history. So she had gotten more history in one block of education than my older two had had in four years at their local public high school which really was concerning to me because history repeats itself if we don't have history. And then I started to see, though, with my third one, how much the education was starting to head towards STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. She didn't have a lot of opportunities for humanities, and she was very much into music and into art and the things that, that she would thrive in. So she didn't quite fit the mold, but yet there was nothing available that did fit that mold at the time that I could see. There was no other opportunities. And I really was so busy producing and consuming in my own life, which now, as I've reflected on the last seven years, you know, we've we've set to make children nothing more than producers and consumers. We want emotional-based thinking. We don't want intellectual-based thinking. We just want these little producers and consumers to go out and be cogs in the wheel which is very concerning to me as well. So that was where I saw the need after I started looking at that. I started taking some action steps with my partner saying, I want to set up a foundation. I want to set up money so that people can apply for this money so they can send their children to an opportunity that would be a classical style natured school. Because I think that we've lost our, our way in teaching, and our children need to know that they're not just a cog in the wheel, they're not just a producer or a consumer, but that they were made beautifully and wonderfully, and they have a purpose here, and that purpose will keep them happy while they're here and doing good for the greater, greaterness of all of humanity, really. So I had some meetings with a an accountant and trying to figure out how we were gonna, A, start a foundation, So, we can, you know, I can start putting money into that and B, how we can start our own school. Well, that was good. We had that meeting, and then I learned well, the other thing I had done was I had heard that Hillsdale College is running Barney schools, and these Barney schools are a charter school. Charter schools are started, um, they actually use public dollars because these are our public dollars. We have the right to the money because it's our money. We are the people, and we need to. Reclaim our money for our education. Every child deserves an education, and every parent deserves to have a place that they feel comfortable sending their children. So I checked into the Barney schools and waited for a little, maybe a week or two, and I got a call back from them saying there was another person in our area that had been, you know, talking to them about a Barney school. And I was like, wow, okay. So I connected with that person in my area and learned that they were already probably a year ahead of me in this idea. And they've already been working on setting up a board and doing market, you know, just the market research, trying to figure out how many people in the Chippewa Valley are interested in this kind of an education. A Barney school is a charter school. And it is a school that is steeped in classical education, which would mean grammar, rhetoric, and logic. So there's a grammar phase to children. There's a logic phase and a rhetoric phase. In the grammar phase, they're going to study phonics. They're going to study what would now be called old math, but math that we know works. They're going to do a lot of memorization and a lot of just learning things that are within their cognitive ability at the time and not being concerned that, oh, my first grader can't read. Because the reality is they need to understand phonemes and consonants. They need to be able to put together letters and sounds so that they can eventually form a word. And not only can they form a word, but what they don't realize is there's pathways in the brain that are being opened up to actually be able to comprehend reading and stories and be able to understand multiple things. So it's really important that these children have this solid grammar phase. Then they're going to go into a logic because they're going to start asking questions. And as they're asking the questions, you have to be able to answer those questions and, and to provide them with materials that are going to answer their questions. And then eventually they're going to get into a rhetoric phase where they're going to learn how to persuade and write essays and write papers and research and be able to go out and really use their orator skills to make the world a better place. So a Barney school would be a school that's going to teach a classical education. And it comes from the Hillsdale College. And the Hillsdale is a a Christian university that has really exploded over the last several years. They're opening Barney schools in, I think, all 50 states. They have a a put-together education system so that a school could adopt it, all of the curriculum, and then implement it into their school without having to reinvent a wheel and try to figure out what to do. They oversee the school very closely. They work with the headmaster very closely. The students coming out of college would be trained by the Hillsdale University so that they understand how to teach classically. And classical education would definitely have a lot more discussion-based talk and thinking. They would do such a good job giving the kid a well-rounded education in music, art, reading, writing, arithmetic. The children would have just this plethora of understanding so that they could... Turn around and use all those skills and have a very deep base so they could really retool into a lot of different things in life instead of being trained to only be a basically an accountant at the local, you know, accountant level of whatever that would mean for you. They would have lots of different things they could tool retool for so that they could be a producer in a different way, a way that would make sense for them as a as a person at their time of life instead of being locked into one job forever. So locally, this group is working, and I'm not gonna you know, divulge any names because it's very much in the planning stage. So they are out there, they're taking names, family names, and they're putting a list together. Um, they wanna locate somewhere, probably uh, along Highway 53, they believe that they would draw from Eau Claire, Chippewa, Menominee, Rice Lake. There would be a huge draw from all of these different communities so that these parents had another alternative for an education. Because right now we're sitting in a position where a lot of the schools are forced to put down this certain education coming from very top-level instead of local-level thoughts. So it's more of a top-down education rather than a bottom-up. And a Barney school would be much more hands-on teaching. And not that there's not good teachers in all of these local schools, but they don't have the freedom to be able to educate without a lot of standardized testing. These children are literally testing all the time at their schools. The teachers are having to oversee all these testing situations. The children, if they answer a test too fast, the test will stop and the teacher will have to stop by and tell them to slow down. The questions on the test aren't known to the parents or the students, which with critical race theory coming in so hot and heavy, that may not Fit many of the family's values, seeing as though it can be a, seen as a very racist situation in and of itself. So you would not have to be subjected to that in the testing because these stars and maps and all of these standardized tests are pulling in all kinds of controversial things. And maybe when I say they are pulling them, they're actually really gearing up to pull them in to all of these testing situations so that as to make the children very used to things that maybe aren't part of their family values and that then takes the parent out of the whole situation and they are now being educated by a large government situation. So the school is looking at starting as a to K-5 school initially and then each year they would add the next grade as they go up it, it is overwhelming obviously to start a new school so the fact that they do it as a to k-5 and then keep spiraling with the next grade every year until there's 12 grades to the school is exciting for all of us so looking for a building is you know definitely going to be something on their radar after they do their search as to finding out how many people um, are interested in this type of school they won't start a barney school without two class rooms full of students and right now in the state the first Barney School is actually opening in Oconomowoc this fall and they're opening with 450 students so obviously there are many people who are excited about this style of education and they do want something different for their kids so that's exciting reach out to me via my email I think would be a great way to do that I will spell it out. It's H like Harry, E like Echo, T like Tom, C like Cat, H like Harry, E like Echo, Y like Yellow at bloomer.net. That is Hetchy at bloomer.net. And my name is Erin, of course. If you reach out to me, I will pass your name along to the group that is working on this. And I am working alongside of them to do my part, making sure that people know about this school and they have access to this school. And we're really gonna need uh, a good base of people to be able to do this. And I think there are a lot of people who are disgruntled with the non-plurality of education that has happened. So I do think it's a great time for the school to be starting in our area. Special thanks to Erin for being on the show today. Again, that email address if you'd like to reach out to her is hetchy at bloomer.net. And that will be in the show notes of this episode so you can get a hold of her. And again, if you'd like to support the That Wisconsin Girl podcast, be sure to subscribe to it, give it a five-star rating, and write a review.